This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello, and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Friday, June 17th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Scott Strandberg. Scott, how are you doing this morning? Doing well, doing well. I I, uh, I I remembered to make my bed this time, so my 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 mother would be very proud of me. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Scott is joining me here <laughs> on uh, Friday morning, having one of our live Friday morning shows. Uh, usually paired with Brad, but Brad is out of town for the uh, the Fangraphs event going on in New York this weekend, which is really cool. If you're in the New York area, you should be joining up for that. They're going to to games and having a meetup and everything, which is great. But yeah, Scott and I, we're we're not we're not jealous at all. No, not at all. Not on the East Coast yeah. either of us. So we are holding down the fort. Uh, Brad's having fun. Go go meet up with them and, and the other fan guys guys are out there. Um, but we're doing the show Friday morning. We're gonna do the the Field of Streams show and, and talk DFS again uh, for tonight. We're doing the live show, so we have the uh, the chat going on as well. If you're watching us live, you can uh, chat along with us on the page that that is you know on autographs and tweeted out, and we can try and. Uh, interact with you but but scott back for his third time for the live show uh a worthy substitute glad to have you on um yeah scott uh we're looking at friday and is there anything that uh sticks out to you before we even get into it that, that you take away from this slate immediately um you know there's this this slate has a lot of kind of I, I don't think i'm going to be spending up at a lot of positions today i think there's a lot of mid-range options at pretty much every spot um Oh, it's it's a good day for people who like to who like to kind of balance their budget throughout the lineup. Mm-hmm. And then um, also a lot of times on these Fridays, I have like way too many options. I feel drowning in options because it's it's yeah. fourteen or fifteen games today. It's fourteen. There's this Cubs game going on in the afternoon. Uh, Jake Arrieta is pitching. That's exciting, but not part of DFS. We're gonna ignore that. But yeah. with fourteen games, there's just so many options, and there's definitely places to go at each position, but. I didn't feel as overwhelmed as I often am, so I, I think we'll we'll be able to to pare it down okay. Um, before we get into it, I, I talked to Matt about this earlier this week, and I don't know. But I guess the big story from baseball this week you might you might have another takeaway is uh, got to get your your thirty second opinion on this Ichiro Pete Rose hit king thing. Do you care at all? I, Matt and I both had uh, what I called lukewarm takes on it, where we're kind of like, eh, I guess, you know. I mean, I just have always loved Ichiro, so sure. uh, I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say Ichiro's the hit king, man, <laughs> and he's gonna, he's gonna have, he's gonna have three thousand in the majors any minute now, anyway. So yeah, which is awesome. I think everybody loves Ichiro. That's that's definitely true. Yeah, I didn't. There know. was a. There was an article, uh, I think it was on Deadspin not too long ago, about how Ichiro should be like a sad reminder of how these old ball players keep going for too long before hanging it up, but then he's actually somehow still good. Yeah. It was, it's a fun story, man. I, you know, you got to love a 42 year old who can still play center field and bat leadoff. He's been great this year. Yeah, I don't know. What's yeah, he on. really has. He's, he's on my, uh, I think we got him on. Uh, no, I don't. Never mind. I was going to say I think I have him on my list for later, but I don't. But anyways, uh, yeah, yeah, we still we still love. Him. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, um, that that seemed like the big thing for me from this week. Anything going on in your baseball world this week before we get into? Uh, let's see. Put you I on wrote, the spot for sure. Yeah, well, I wrote uh, I wrote an article about Whit Merrifield yesterday mm-hmm. uh, that was that was pretty well received. 
I guess. So he, if you want to check that your, out, uh, is he on your DFS list for uh, for Friday? Um, he is not on my DFS list today, but um, if you want to read about him in general, that's the most recent thing I've written at Fangraphs. That was, uh, I guess, yeah, that was yesterday. yesterday what's what's so, the uh, cliff notes on your article on, on what Merrifield? Uh, the cliff notes is that he has significantly altered his stance from what he looked like all the way through the minors up until, uh, like, through last year. It must mm-hmm. have been something in the offseason. Uh, he really closed off his approach, um, brought his hands in closer to his body. Uh, he, his, there's a lot more fluidity between his, his, his lower half, and his upper half, and his swing. Um, there's a lot to like about this guy. I mean, for a 27-year-old non-prospect rookie, uh, there's, there's something there, you know, so... Cool. Well, head on over to Rotographs to check that out. Check out what uh, Scott wrote yeah. about Whit Merrifield, a guy that I'm admittedly not super uh, familiar with, but hitting okay so far, and the Royals like him. So then there's there's something there for sure. Especially, oh, nice. it, it's nice when you see those mechanical adjustments, which you hear about, but when you can right. actually see him and go, oh, oh man, change. yeah. I in the article I have like kind of a side by side video comparison. I mean, even yeah. the, the the most lay person of baseball fans would easily be able to see that there's a significant difference. Yeah. So and that can explain uh the performance for sure. Alright, uh let's go ahead mm-hmm. and get into these Friday games. Again, uh chat along with us if you have any uh questions. Um uh Yancey Eaton, uh guest on the show last week here in the chat with us, uh asking if there's any cures for a broken DFS heart when when you're slumping. Uh, which I like. I, I don't have an answer for that, but I was venting on Twitter yesterday, er, crying to myself that I left Victor Martinez on my bench in head to head for <laughs> no real reason at all. I could have got him in there, and I just yeah, I I, I had him it. in there in mine. We uh, yeah, blew it. Yeah, I'm myself. So Yancey, I don't know that I have the answer for you, but I am I am crying along with you. I guess well. what's the second part of that question there? He says, oh, uh, wager. Wager your entire bankroll in one night. I like that idea. That sounds that sounds like a really Put really good way black. to get it all back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so let's get started for Friday. Let's look into these games. We have got fourteen games to pick from. There's plenty. We're we're doing them all together. Uh, do you feel that in a big Friday slate like that, do you play it more like a GPP where you're looking for your dark horse guys or? Can you still take the obvious ones because there's so many options? Or I mean, I, yeah, when you've got you know, 28 teams to pick from, mm-hmm. um, I think even the obvious picks are still, you know, never going to be even probably more than 15 percent owned. You wouldn't think. Yeah. All right. So we started catcher. L- let's give it a start there. I, I had plenty of names at catcher. Uh, where did you start yep. behind the plate? I'll start with my favorite guy. And that is uh, the aforementioned Victor Martinez. Mm-hmm. Um, he's twenty seven hundred bucks on FanDuel right now, which I just don't understand. That's yeah. really really low. Yeah. And uh, he gets Giordano Ventura today, and wouldn't we all love to get Giordano Ventura today? Yeah. Like, um, so Vimar for twenty seven hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he's you know, walking everyone. He's not striking anyone out. I mean, he's broken. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Vimar for twenty seven hundred bucks. I uh, forgot to check his price on DraftKings, but uh, I'll pull that up here in a second. So sure. he was my he was my favorite. Um, other than him, uh, you know, I don't want to pick on Chris Archer, but Buster Posey's just you know so matchup proof. Um, yeah. Well, and Chris Archer has struggled with righties so bad this year. 
you yeah, know, with, yeah. And so that I, I was looking at that start for him, and I think he might be okay because the Giants are so lefty heavy. But uh, but Buster Posey, you know, the big right-handed bat in that lineup, I'm all in there for sure. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Me too. Um, and then I had Jonathan Lucroy. Uh, if you, I mean, there's not a whole lot of Brewers that I like against Urias, but um, I do like Lucroy. Uh, Wilson Ramos is just on fire lately. Yeah. Uh, and his FanDuel price has not really done anything to change that. He's at San Diego, uh, Christian Friedrich on the mound. There's some things to like about Friedrich, but Ramos is 3300 bucks on FanDuel, which is, like I said, I mean, that price is not caught up to his production at all. Mm-hmm. If you're playing on DraftKings, there's no way I'm touching Ramos because they have him, they have him priced at 5000 bucks yeah, on DraftKings. Yeah, but if you're, if you're on FanDuel, I'm all in on Wilson Ramos. Yeah, I, uh, I love... I love Ramos against Friedrich. Friedrich has this shiny two one two ERA, which looks real nice. Lefty in in, mm-hmm. uh, in Petco, that's been going well. He has a one four four WHIP and nineteen walks to thirty one strikeouts. I'm running yeah. away. I yeah. I think that he's gonna catch up in a bad way real soon. Ramos crushing lefties. I'm all in there. Not for the five thousand price, but uh, no, but, no, but, but thirty three. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in the there. Thirty-three hundred. I I think that's a pretty equal bargain with the twenty-seven hundred dollar V-Mart. Um, yeah. And the other three I had just real quick. I had Russell Martin um, at Baltimore getting the venerable Mike Wright. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Evan Gaddis getting John Lamb, and then uh, Wellington Castillo uh, getting Adam Morgan is interesting to me. So. Yeah, uh, I like Castillo getting a lefty anytime. I, I'm mm-hmm. on that. Uh, Especially gonna... not very good ones. Yeah, no, that, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I like all those. There's a lot of places to go. It's, it's not that mm-hmm. thin of a position. Um, if you want to punt it catcher, I know Yancey always talks about wanting to punt it catcher, and I think that's totally viable. Um, some cheaper guys, you can go Chris Ianetta, getting old podcast friend uh, Rowanis Elias. Rowanis Elias starting for Boston left-handed, which means, uh, you know, Ianetta likes it lefties. Not a ton of upside there, but that's the matchup you'd want him in. And then... Um, He's actually... Ianetta is actually the number five catcher on Saberson today, believe it or not. Yeah, it's a good so, matchup for him. Yeah, good call. It's going to Boston. You're, it's one of the few positions, you know, you're really excited for him. Um, I wrote Evan Gaddis getting John Lamb. If you're in a, a format where, you know, Evan Gaddis works for you at catcher... He gets a lefty there and John Lamb. Also, John Lamb's been bad. Also, the Reds' bullpen. So if you can get Evan Gaddis yeah. in there, I think that's totally fine. And then um, my last name, if you want to go real cheap, is uh, Cameron Rupp getting Robbie Ray. I have some of these Philly guys I like against lefties, and Robbie Ray has struggled with righties yeah. so bad. Cameron Rupp, uh, you're really squinting looking for the upside there, but if you're <laughs> in a GPP or something and you don't want to spend any money, um, it, it's a fine matchup for him. You know, he, he gets a lefty, right. he gets a struggling lefty, it's in Philadelphia. I could see that being okay. But, man, if I have the money, it's hard not to go V-Mart or Wilson Ramos or Posey or Castillo. Uh, like yeah, there's so many choices. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, some flexibility at catcher. How about first yeah. base? Usually where you want to spend your money. Lots of places to go there. Uh, What are you thinking of first base? You know, I really didn't have one that stuck out as like, ooh, this is clearly my favorite play at first base today. I've got a bunch of guys that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, 
oddly enough, I think I think today may be one of those days where I just kind of wait to fill first base until I've got everything else because mm-hmm. I've got a range of players here, you know, pretty wide range of prices. Um, and like I said, I don't feel particularly strongly about any of them. So um, got Edwin Encarnacion. And once again, getting Mike right. Encarnacion has just been <laughs> flaming hot lately. How mm-hmm. many? I mean, he's got. You know, it seems like he's homering every single game. Uh, and Paul Goldschmidt getting Adam Morgan. That's that's fantastic. Right, yeah. lefty right there. Yeah, as much um, as Goldschmidt's been a bit disappointing this year, still pounding lefties. Uh, yes. Uh, he's yes. OPS over 1,000 against lefties. It's, that's a yeah. big green light there. Yes. Uh, I mean, I, I don't love picking on Asashi Iwakuma, but I'm never going to tell you to not take Big Poppy. Mm-hmm. Um, Miguel Cabrera getting Jordano Ventura. If you want to build a Tigers stack against Jordano Ventura, I would not be at all against that idea. I like Joey Votto getting McCullers. Uh, Jose Abreu, not a bad pick against Trevor Bauer. Abreu has really been heating up, uh, kind of quietly heating up lately. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of the White Sox I... lineup is not, but he has been. Yeah, yeah. That's true, yeah. Uh, Chris, this could be a Chris Davis day. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, he gets Aaron Sanchez, who once again not a guy that I'm gonna, you know, want to maybe necessarily stack against. Um, but you know, I do like Chris Davis. Uh, I think this is a good day for him. And you know that I love to dive into tiny little sample size batter versus pitcher data. Yeah, it's always fun. Uh, it, it is, and I will tell you that Chris Davis has three home runs in ten plate appearances against Sanchez. Okay. So. He pretty clearly uh, feels confident mm-hmm. uh, hitting against him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My other one was uh, Justin Smoke. Uh, he's he's pretty cheap at first base, and once again, just anybody getting Mike right, I feel pretty good about you. And he's been hitting right. He's just fine. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've been recommending Smoke uh, lately too. Don't usually go cheap at first base, but you certainly can. Um, another note on David Ortiz, which I'm also green light for me for sure. Um, again, you're right. I hesitate to pick against Ibukuma, but not only has Ortiz been awesome this year, um, but he's especially awesome against righties and he's especially awesome at home. He's like on pace for this crazy, like doubles mark. His 24 doubles in 32 games at Fenway this year, which is just nutty. And he's pounding them off the monster. He's cheating. He's, he's hitting them off uh, to left field off the monster totally, but like it's, it's not illegal. He can do it again on Friday. You know, uh, yeah, he has an 800 slugging percentage at home in 32 games this year. 1286 OPS. Uh, wow. Away from Fenway, he's hitting a modest 970 OPS. So oh, still oh, pretty good. Oh, yeah. But he's yeah, at home. Might want might to start benching him on the road. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he's, <laughs> uh, he's at home. He's getting a righty. I'm I'm all in there. Uh, yeah. Again, I'm not running out to, to exploit Hisashi Wakuma, but David Ortiz in a good position for sure. Yep. Um, yeah, I like those guys. Uh, I wrote Chris Carter getting Julio Urias. Uh, it's a platoon advantage for him. He doesn't really have a platoon split. He's going to kind of swing at everything and either connect with it and knock it out <laughs> or strike out. This is what you're getting with Chris Carter. Uh, but if you want that play, I'm totally fine with it. Um, maybe you can you can bend the narrative that Urias is young and might make mistakes and leave him in the zone. I don't know. He's pretty talented. I'm not sure what to make of Urias yet, but... I like the lottery ticket that is Chris Carter. 
Um, then I get two cheaper names. Um, you can take Lee Deho, getting uh, Rowan Elias should start for the Mariners in Fenway against yeah. the lefty. Um, and he's been hitting righties also, but he gets a start when he when he gets a lefty, yeah. and he's been all right. Has that power for sure. And I mean, then, it, it might it might at some point be time to uh, you know if he keeps hitting, they might want to examine giving him a few more at bats over Adam Lynn yeah. every once in a while. But we'll see if that. I do I do love Deho Lee today. That's a great pick. Yeah, um, he's trying and to get he, he loves hitting lefties, and he gets to, yeah, I like a lot of things about that. It's a good pick. Yep, that's the cheap one. And then my other cheap one, again, I, I have these cheap uh, Phillies right-handed batters who, I again, it's only if you want to go cheap there. I don't see, like, the Phillies lineup scoring a ton of runs or anything. But if you want a cheap <laughs> option, uh, Tommy Joseph has shown pop at first base. They're letting him get starts there, especially when they yep. get a lefty. He has power. There's not a long track record there, but... Has power for sure. Gets Robbie Ray, who's troubled with righties. So if you want to go cheap at first base, again, more of a GPP thing. If you had Cameron Rupp and Tommy Joseph and they beat up on Robbie Ray, that'd be points that a lot of other people did not have. Uh, yeah. So I, I would consider that. Um, do you have any other first basemen left behind that are should we nope. All right. Uh, here we go. I have six names at, at uh, second base. No, okay. seven. I can't count. Let's I see. Seven. I have... I also have seven. All right. Ooh, I have let's two. see who the same seven. Uh, I have Dustin Pedroia, who typically likes lefties, but is just pounding righties this year and having a great year. Again, it's Asashi Iwakuma, but um, the Boston lineup can hit everybody, and he hits high up in it. So David Ortiz could could you know knock him in. I'm not hesitating to take him there either. N- not as surefire as Ortiz, but I'm totally fine with it. Um, I wrote Neil Walker getting John Gant. Can you tell me much of anything about John Gant? <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure it's actually uh, Ron Gant, and that he's and that he has resurrected his career as a pitcher now. So I mean, congratulations to Ron Gant. How old yeah. is he? Uh, Ron Gant is uh, Ron Gant is 51 years old. Back in the majors as a pitcher, isn't that crazy? Go. That's good. Yeah, and he's unbelievable. Assumed the identity of 23 year old John Gant, but. Uh, yeah, Neil Walker. Oh, hush. They're the same. They're the same. Have you have you ever seen those two in the same place before? I can't say I have. Actually. Exactly. Exactly. I, I can't verify that personally. Um, um, I, I love Neil Walker today, though. That's actually yeah. one that I had uh, both bolded and highlighted on my little on my little list here. Oh, there um, you go. Is it a Neil Walker love, still- or is it just picking on Mr. Gant mostly? combination uh well it's, it's both of those things and price point uh i mean on on fan gra- uh fan grass, on fan duel you're looking at saving about a thousand bucks taking him over like a kinsler or altuve type mm-hmm. um and on DraftKings, you're talking more like 1500 bucks of discount and i mean when he's been healthy walker's been cranking the ball this year and who doesn't want to pick on john ron gant sure Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned Altuve and Kinsler. Both have good matchups. Altuve gets a bad lefty, yeah. which is just, you know, put stars around that for him. If you can afford it, yeah. it's all about value. But if you find yourself the money and you want to go Altuve against John Lamb and the, the Reds bullpen, I think that's probably want to If you want to go insert warm Astros body here yeah. against John Lamb, I'm pretty okay with that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's probably the highest ceiling pick of the day, but you might pay for it. But then I have Ian Kinsler against Ventura. He might prefer lefties, but I, you know, we just see the Tigers scoring some runs there, and he's at the top of that. So yeah. I'm definitely in there. Um, last couple names I had: Derek Dietrich getting uh, John Gray. I'm intrigued by John Gray in Miami. 
Uh, I am too. Dietrich is, has gotten way less interesting to me now that they've dropped him so far down in the lineup. Yeah. He's hitting like seventh or eighth every day now. Yeah. Um, but he's got some, he's got the pop to run into one though, for sure. Yeah. So that, that's an option, not an exciting option, but definitely viable. Um, then my last yeah. two, Rugnet and Odor getting Michael Waka. The wheels have fallen God, off yeah. for Michael Waka. Uh, and Odor's hot again. Yeah. He, he's pretty darn good. He's still so young. Uh, a lot of talent there, like say it right. He's so Rugnet well, Odor is totally fine. I'll add one quick little note on Odor sure. is that, um, on FanDuel especially, he's a real bargain today. He's only 3100 bucks, yeah. uh, and he's 4600 on DraftKings. Yeah. So I, I'm, not, I'm probably not playing him on DraftKings, but on FanDuel, man, it's hard to go away from him. Yeah. And Michael Walker's ERA is all the way up to 491, which I would not and he's it, it, Just off the top of my head, he's not striking anybody out, is he? Uh, he has 63 strikeouts in uh, 73 innings. So... Okay, that's, that's okay. a little better than I thought, I guess. Yeah. That's but, not bad. But it's not great. Loss, it's not bad. No. Um, yeah. He's doing okay, but apparently he's throwing too many strikes. He's getting, getting yeah. hit. Um, my Who last is your other one there? My, my sneaky name at second base, if he gets in there, is Jed Jerko getting uh, Cole Hamels because they like to play him against lefties. Oh, it's a lefty. Yeah. Loves it, him a lefty. Could work his way in there, can hit lefties. And Cole Hamels, who's a good pitcher, can give up his share of home runs. So, uh, and, that's true. And... Uh, Jerko has the the power, so if you want to go cheap and look for a sneaky home run at second base, I think Jerko could be a a cheap UV play for you there. Mm-hmm. Um, those are my second baseman. Who'd you have that I did not mention? I actually, I actually had three that you okay. did not. There's a there's just so many places to go today, mm-hmm. so many positions. Uh, the, and I, none of these guys are guys I love today. Um, I think there's a possible. There's an opening if you want to try for a low ownership stack. I would not mind trying to stack some rays against Jeff Samarja just because Samarja is just looking so awful again. Mm-hmm. Um, so Logan Forsythe is healthy again. He's been hitting righties a lot better this year than he has in the past. Um, I think he's a viable option if you want to like go for some sort of weird little raise stack. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, uh, just Gene Segura, you know, all hands on deck against Adam Morgan. If you think this offense is going to score runs today, and I do, uh, you know, Segura's probably going to be a pretty big part of that. Yeah. He, um, he's right-handed, and this year has hit righties and not lefties, which is kind of weird. He has the right. backward splits. But there's a part of me that's like, oh, not a great spot for him. There's a part of me that's like, it's Adam Morgan. Like, it's fine. Yeah, and he'll be hitting at the top of the lineup, and all he's got to do is get on base, and good things are going to happen. Um, the other one I had that I really don't mind, and this is more just picking on the pitcher than it is liking the hitter, is uh, Starlin Castro is super, super cheap, and he gets Pat Dean mm-hmm. from Minnesota, and Pat Dean is horrible. Yeah. So... And, and the uh, advantage for him, he's been better against lefties. Yeah. So, so I like that. But that's all I have. And, yeah. and like I said, you, you you named the guys I really like. My my two guys that I'm probably actually rolling out and playing in my lineups today are Walker and Ador. Sure. Yeah, those are good ones. Uh, and but you know the cheap options are always good. I don't mind. You know, we've talked about this before. DFS. You don't only. You're both going for the statistically best option, but you're also not just playing for the most points, but you're trying to play for against other people and what they might do. So uh, backward instincts or zigging where everybody else zags or whatever you want to call it can be really helpful, you know. So if you go, you look at Segura and you go, oh yeah, but this, the splits say it's a bad pick. 
that can make it a good mm-hmm. pick, you know, in a crazy mm-hmm. way, because uh, right. other people don't go there. DFS uh, is kind of a weird monster in that way, uh, and that it's it's a weird direct form of competition where thinking backwards can be helpful. So, in other words, I like yeah. those picks. I like Forsyth, Segura, Starlin. You know, the point that they're not obvious is really helpful. Um, mm-hmm. As long as they're not like you know terrible, they still have to score points. But those are guys that can still score <laughs> yeah. points. Yeah, being yeah. being contrarian can sometimes just actually lead you down a rabbit hole of being terrible. So. Yeah, it's, it's a tough line. <laughs> Don't go that it's, far. With it's it. one of the fun parts of BFS, though, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, um, let's look at third base. I had six names at third base. How'd you do there? I also had six names at third base. All right, where where did you get started at third? Um, once again, I got a, a nice wide range of prices here. Um, a lot of, a lot of guys, uh, you know, I, I like all these guys, uh, Josh Donaldson, obviously against mm-hmm. Mike, right. But Still holy in. crap, has he gotten expensive dude? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like I, it's going to be real hard to fit him into lineups. He, he costs 4,700 on FanDuel and 5,600 on DraftKings. That's the kind of player where it's all, he's almost priced himself out of playability. Yeah. Like. How do you roster that guy? Um, I get it. Arenado, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I Arenado, I don't really like. He he's still on FanDuel. He's still at Coors prices in Miami, so I'm not interested in that. On DraftKings, he is 4,600, so a full thousand bucks cheaper than Donaldson. And you know that matchup against Adam Conley does not scare me. He gets the platoon advantage. Conley's been very hit and miss this year. When he's on, he's on on. When he's mm-hmm. off, he's way off. Um, yeah, no, I don't Arnado, mind. It's a guy we've talked about a lot on the podcast. He usually prefers righties. Uh, he usually has the backward splits or like say righties. He's done that. Uh, but isn't Conley really susceptible to righties though? Yeah, that. I and I'm, I'm looking again. I'm looking at the update, and uh, Arnado's been hitting lefties lately because now his his splits mm-hmm. have become much more normal. So it's an update. We're not always checking on him, and I'm following up. And Arnado now hitting lefties better. So. You're right, the home road isn't great, but uh, back to him, like in lefties. I don't know, he's so good, I'm usually not that worried about it. Well, yeah, I mean, and especially with that price tag on DraftKings, if you can save $1,000 by going from Donaldson to Arenado, and you, you're like, if you're paying up at third base and you're on DraftKings, I don't think you're spending an extra $1,000 to get Donaldson over Arenado. That's yeah. ridiculous to me. I don't mind Todd Frazier. Uh, you know, Trevor Bauer has been another one of those guys who's just been so up and down this year, and Frazier is just so good. And uh, I, I think he's uh, kind of a sneaky, will probably be a very low-owned option there. So, you know, always a guy who can run into one or two. Mm-hmm. Castellanos, once again, are you a Tiger? If the answer is yes, then you have daily value today because you're playing against Rodano Ventura. Yep. Um, so Castellanos I like. Um, Michael Franco, we were talking about getting Phillies against Robbie Ray. He's probably their best you know, their best bat today. Yes. Uh, you love Michael Franco against lefties, especially that's, bad ones. Yeah, that's not a and sneaky option. That's not a sneaky no. option. That's just like a No, a that's option. just a good option, yeah. Yeah. Um, the other one, and this is FanDuel only. On FanDuel, for some reason, would you like to play a guessing game as to why Anthony Rendon's price tag has fallen to 2800 bucks? That's I, I mean, he's been disappointing, but not that disappointing. No, and he's he's I think he's overpriced on DraftKings at forty five hundred. But I mean, when you've got a twenty eight hundred forty five hundred split between those prices, that's probably a pretty good yeah. indicator that you've got some value there on FanDuel. And once again, uh, not scared of Christopher Friedrich. Right, gets a platoon advantage, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. yeah, those are my guys. There's a really wide range there. I mean, you go from 
Donaldson costume forty seven hundred to Rendon costume twenty eight hundred, and I wouldn't hate you for playing any of those six guys. Right. Rendon seven forty three OPS on the year, a little bit disappointing for a guy that can like absolutely rake when he's on. Right. Uh, but the right lefty righty thing, he's nine twenty eight OPS against lefties. He's hitting them just yeah. fine when he has the advantage. And Christian sure Friedman is left handed, not great. So green light for uh, for Anthony Rendon for he's sure. Pretty, yeah, on that on, on Fanduel only, but yeah. yeah, on Fanduel he's that's a crazy bargain, man. Yeah, I got uh, two more names for you. Um, two guys that maybe not pure third baseman, but. Johnny Peralta gets Cole Hamels, and he's a switch hitter, but in his career, he's done a little bit better against lefties. And again, if, mm-hmm. the thing with Cole Hamels is you're hoping for a home run. He doesn't implode that often, but he can give up homers, and Peralta could do that. And then, guy plays a, a number of places, but Jerickson Profar, I'm going to bring him up as a third baseman. Might fit for you other places, but um, consider Profar getting Michael Waka as well. He likes to hit righties. He's been pretty good for the Rangers. And uh, yeah, yeah, might might play in another spot, might fit somewhere else, but this is where I'm going to bring up Trix and Profar is totally an option for the Rangers. It's good to see him playing and getting in there. Um, yeah, it really is. You know, they kind of thought that he would be in the Rudinador door spot at this point <laughs> in his career, but mm-hmm. he's you know now making his own yeah. new spot. <laughs> it's a good problem to have. Too many good young yeah. fielders. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, um, let's they're talk. Not, not sh- let's talk shortstops. I only had four, which is actually surprising. It's a it's a tough, at least for me, it was a tough shortstop day. Um, but <laughs> four can be can be plenty. Um, I wrote Xander Bogarts getting Hisashi Iwakuma, who uh, he prefers the lefties. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, I usually want to use him against a lefty, but he's been so good this year. You're gonna pay for it. Uh, but it's an option. He, he can still hit righties, and I think the Red Sox, you know, just being in that lineup is such a big deal, and especially where they bat him. So if you want to go him, and then the non-advantage, but still fine, uh, I'll take Bogarts. I wrote Trevor Story, getting Adam Conley. Trevor Story, you know, I wish it were Coors, but he can hit lefties and righties. He'll be fine there. Um, he has the power to run into one. Not ideal, but I think it'd be fine. Um, I wrote... Also, I'll point out, I'll, I'll point out on Story that he... For some reason, he's like the one Rocky who's priced on like at non Coors prices today. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's thirty one hundred bucks on DraftKings uh, on on FanDuel. He's thirty one hundred bucks. Uh, that's pretty cheap for yeah. the upside that a guy like him brings, especially with the platoon advantage today. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm in there. I think it'll be fine. You're just hoping he can get a hold of one. And Adam Conley is has his good starts, but like I said, has his bad starts. Um, I wrote a Ledmus Diaz getting Cole Hamels. He's right-handed. That's the platoon advantage for him. He is preferred righties so far this year. So again, it's not ideal. I have all these guys that I like kind of like that are like aren't in the um, perfect situation. Yeah, Diaz. I will point out that uh, Diaz did have a pretty heavy uh, regular platoon split in the minors. He was a yeah. much better hitter against lefties in the minors. So um, I'm 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 not. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm not worried about that at all. Yeah, I, I again, my three options so far, like, I like them, they're not perfect, they're not, you know, they're not 10 out of 10s, but, like, I still like them. Um, the one I got that I am all in on, though, the, that I don't have any hesitations about, is Jonathan VR getting Julio Urias. I don't... God, that any, guy loves, loves hitting lefties. Loves hitting lefties, I don't think Urias is going to stay in the game that long when he comes out, you know, he, he's a switch hitter, and he'll, you know, it's going to have... Not a problem with whoever comes in, unless it's Kenley Jansen. But, like, he can handle the Dodgers' right. bullpen. Uh, he can run. He has power. Hit one out last night. Like, 
Uh, I love Jonathan VR. I'm, I'm having that moment, and I brought it up before, where he was one of my preseason sleepers uh, that I really liked, and right. now he's blown up, and you like can't get a piece of him. You got you got to pay for him yeah. if you want to use him. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. said, green light for me. That's my favorite shortstop option of the day if you want to pay for it. I think uh, Jonathan VR going to to LA is going to be pretty darn good. Um, who'd you have at shortstop that I didn't? Because I, I need some help. Let's with see. Um. Oh, one that I love actually is uh, there's not a whole lot of Dodgers that I'm confident in picking offensively, but Corey Seager is one that I will sure. definitely load up on. Um, sure. You know, Zach Davies has been way, way better than anyone would have expected. At the same time, man, you just gotta love Corey Seager's opportunity tonight. I mean, I would not be surprised if Seager has a massive game. His price has really fallen on DraftKings; he's down to four thousand bucks. So I I love Corey Seager tonight. The other one I add, if you want to go cheap, uh, once again, like I said, there's an opportunity in here for a really under-owned raise stack, you know, in case Samarja blows up again. And mm-hmm. so Brad Miller could be a very cheap sure. part of that action. Sure. That's, um, that's not... But yeah, for the most for the most part, I think the guys I'm actually going to be playing are like that that mid-range trio of like Seager VR story. Those are my guys for yeah. me. I like that for sure. Zach Davies will get to when we get the pitchers, but I don't know what's going on there. I, I definitely looked at Dodgers and just kind of didn't pick one, but Seager might be the best pick right now, for sure. Yeah, I like him a lot. Definitely definitely a shortstop option right there. Yeah. Um, and then let's uh, try to handle the outfield. There's a million options, uh, as usual. I mean, yeah, you go, ahead and, you go ahead and you start on this one. Uh, <laughs> so we'll try, I mean, try and gloss over the ones we don't really need to get into. You can take uh, the Red Sox outfielders, especially Mookie Betts and Jackie Bradley. Of course, yeah. will be fine. Take your Blue Jays, take your Jose Bautista and your Michael Saunders, getting Mike right. Yep, fine yep. Fine with us. Uh, nothing special there. Um, I have uh, Jay Bruce and Adam Duvall getting Lance McCullers. You know, they yep. both have significant power. They both hit righties. They'll both be fine. Um, but let's look at some uh, more specific splits, especially these uh, guys against lefties. Um, uh, Nelson Cruz and Franklin Gutierrez get Rowena. Yeah. That's, that's big advantage for them. It's uh, a big Nelson Cruz day. Yeah. We liked uh, Rowena Elias. He's kind of an interesting deception guy, but I think the book's out a little bit by now. And, uh, I will say you're you're gonna spend through the teeth if you're gonna try to get Cruz today, but uh, I mean he's at Donaldson esque prices, but yeah, that's probably you can possibly worth it. Consider a baby Nelson Cruz and Franklin Gutierrez, who also yes, has serious exactly. power against lefties. It's gonna be a lot cheaper. Same kind of thing. It's just if you want to pay for Cruz, great. If you want the cheaper option, uh, not as good, but certainly can do the same thing. Um, I right. like him. Um, I have my favorite D-backs outfielder against Adam Morgan. Yasmani Tomas just crushes lefties. Dude, he destroys lefties. Yeah, he really does. He always has. It doesn't hit righties that well, uh, but it'll be the Phillies bullpen when they come in. Um, but you're, you're wanting him to get it against uh, Adam Morgan. So I like Yasmani Tomas a bunch. I also wrote Peter O'Brien, who has serious power and is right-handed. He's kind of more of a question mark, though. He's uh, pounding the ball at AAA. Hasn't really done it yet in the major leagues, but serious, serious power. Uh, and so if you're hoping he can run into one, I think that's a fine GPP play to, to take right. a, a pretty unpopular name uh, in a good situation. I wrote Rajai Davis getting Jose Quintana. Jose Quintana's looking a little more pedestrian lately, but he's still pretty darn good. 
so that's not juicy at all. You know what I, you know what I found interesting about this is that you know we always talk about how Rashad Davis is one of those guys who like he just mashes lefties, but then you worry that he won't be able to steal as easily mm-hmm. against a lefty. Um, yeah. So here's one instance where you know the batter versus pitcher data comes in really interesting. Uh, so he's got 43. Uh, career at bats against um, against Jose Quintana. Mm-hmm. So let's see here. Okay, so he's got 13 hits in that time, and yep. he has stolen seven bases off Quintana. So he's not afraid to run there. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, that's again. We we like to joke about how worthless batter versus pitcher stuff is, but, but for little details like that, I mean, when you've got a guy who's clearly not afraid at all right. to jump on the base pads against a guy, you well, know, like so much of stolen bases is not speed or skill as much as like decision to go. You know, right, and, like, and, and well, and, and reading the pitcher, and yeah. obviously he has a very solid ability to read Jose Quintana. He has Quintana figured out, or the the White Sox catchers might be the same. Either way, uh, yeah. I like that a lot. That's a that's a really good point. You know, that, that's some good analysis, and that he's, he's going to go for it, and and he can hit lefties, he can get on. So yeah, that makes me feel better about my Rajai Davis pick for sure. Um, I put Ryan Rayburn getting Adam Conley. They like yep. to use him against lefties. I don't probably replace Gerardo Parra. Uh, getting there and wish it isn't Para isn't Para hurt anyway, or at least kind of hurt. That, I don't know that off top. I know, of my head. He, I know he, he. I know he left a game the other day, yeah. and Rayburn had to replace him against a righty, and then Rayburn homered against a righty, which was just hilarious. I don't remember happen. ever. I don't remember that ever happening. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It looks like he's been playing more instead of instead of Para. You are correct. And Para's Para has been just bad too, just really yeah. bad. Oh, Parra's on the DL. You and I are both off. He's he's more hurt than we thought. So there you go. Ryan Rayburn will play. Uh, not up on my Rockies disabled list situations. Uh, but I like Rayburn getting a lefty <laughs> for sure. Um, and then Stephen Piscotty getting Cole Hamels. Oh boy, does Stephen Piscotty pound on lefties. He's pretty good yes, against righties, but just mashes lefties. Um, might not give you yeah. the homer you want, but uh, A plus there against Cole Hamels. And then my last uh, lefty masher that I got to mention, Jason Worth, who gave one of the best post game uh, talks oh, man. anybody's yes, seen earlier. Did. Like, if yes, you haven't seen that, did. go find it. Uh, it, it oh, my cats are getting into it back there. For those of you on video, there, <laughs> Scott's cat they're getting fights feisty. Are back. They are. That's a. That's a. It's you know, it's an occurrence every time I come on here. Uh, um, that's good. That's the bonus of Scott's appearance on the the video yeah. shows. Um. Anyway, yeah. Jason Worth, not only entertaining guy. Yep. Despite what he says, the skills have declined, but still mashes on lefties, gets Christian Friedrich. Yep. That's a skill. And he's hot lately, so that yeah. always helps. I, I believe in that. If you want him in Petco, I'm not worried about it. He'll be just fine. Um, so those are a lot of my favorites in the outfield. Uh, Scott, who are you looking at that I did not mention? Okay, uh, my favorites are, you know, like Cespedes and Granderson. Once mm-hmm. again, just uh, just pile on to Ron John Gant. Mm-hmm. Um uh, yeah. Carlos Beltran getting Pat Dean. Beltran has been hitting again. Yes. Uh, and I down. mean, who is ever going to be afraid of Pat Dean? And also, Target Field doesn't really suppress righty power very much, and he'll be hitting from the right side. Mm-hmm. A lot of things to like about Beltran today. I don't think you mentioned him, did you? No, I didn't. But I like that a lot. Okay, cool. All right. Um, another one I had that I don't think you mentioned was. Um, Cole Calhoun getting Kendall Graveman. Kendall Graveman's just so meh. Yeah. Uh, and Calhoun's been, Calhoun's been hitting again lately. 
Uh, Jack Peterson is the only non-Corey Seager Dodger that I would feel comfortable playing. Um, he's He's been good. Zach Davies is weird, and I don't get it. Uh, so, you know, and he's pretty uh, – Peterson's pretty cheap. Um, I'm not as you – know, uh, if you want to go cheap against Ron John Gant, you've got uh, Michael Conforto, who is seemingly healthy again after, you know, going like – one for 98 or yeah. something like that with his bad wrist and then finally hit a homer. So maybe he's back. Like maybe, a couple I don't of, know. Yeah. A couple of cheap options. Um, on FanDuel, this one's weird. Uh, Kevin Pilar does prefer lefties, but once again, just anybody with a pulse against Mike Wright. Mm-hmm. And Pilar has been on fire lately. Went yard uh, twice yesterday. Um and he's twenty nine hundred dollars on FanDuel as opposed to forty eight hundred on DraftKings. Don't know where that uh, came from. Do you think they just juice up against Mike Wright? Is it an opposing pitcher thing? Maybe, maybe. But I mean, okay. So if you look at just Blue Jays player values, Kevin Pillar is forty eight hundred dollars on DraftKings, and Edwin Encarnacion is fifty four hundred. So it's like. Doesn't make like sense. why? No, it doesn't make any sense. But on on FanDuel for less than three hundred bu- uh, for less than three thousand bucks, Pilar Pilar's been raking lately, and Mike Wright scares no one. Um, the other one, you know, I'm not gonna pile on against Matt Harvey, but Malik Smith has been red hot. He's incredibly cheap. He's yeah. stealing bases. Um, if he gets on, the dude is trouble. Matt so, and I have said he's the only Atlanta Brave. Other than Freddie Freeman, you can still trust Freddie Freeman. But other than that, yeah. and we've dug real hard, sometimes the Braves get really nice matchups. We're like, great. And then you dig in, you're like, who do I even try? Like, And it's Malik I Smith. guess I'm, it's, yeah. Yep. That's it. it we're, yep. We come away with him and go, all right, there's some upside there. He steals bases. He hits doubles and triples all the time. I mean, yeah. he's and he's and he's hot right now. Uh, like I said, I'm not picking on Matt Harvey, but Malik is a really cheap guy if you yeah. need to save some money. Um, the other thing I would say is look look out for who the Tigers end up starting in their outfield because mm-hmm. there's there's gonna be somebody really really cheap out there against yeah. Jordano Ventura. And once again, if you have a pulse and you're facing Jordano Ventura, let's get you in the lineup. Uh, it might be Stephen Jay- Moya, and I like Stephen Moya. Yeah, yeah, it could be Stephen Moya, and he's going to be really, really cheap. Um, uh, JD Martinez possibly out for the year after fracturing his elbow yesterday, which Gnarly. really sucks. Yeah, um, Cameron Maben is still questionable with that quad tightness. Uh, I mean, Cameron Maben is kind of always question. Isn't he? Yeah. Hasn't he been day to day for like seven years now? It feels uh, like it. Yeah, and every once in a while he's good for a few weeks. You're like, oh, there it is, and then yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, keep out, keep an eye out. Uh, it probably will be Stephen. If it is Stephen Moya, I think that's a, that's gonna be. I'm looking up his prices right now, but Stephen that's gonna hit. be a really really cheap pick. A good um, prospect can hit. I like Stephen Moya. I think that's a that's a place to go for sure. Yeah, let's. I'll see if I can find him here. That was the end of my outfielders. So okay. if you want um, to... the only uh, couple I had left, uh, Christian Yelich getting John Gray in Miami. I'm I'm fine with that. Uh, Christian Yelich is just awesome, and then uh, George Springer getting getting John Lamb. I know Ooh, like, yeah, yeah, I had Springer too. Yeah, any uh, Astros are, are pretty good, but I think Springer's probably the favorite getting a lefty there. Um, All right, you wanna you wanna guess how much Stephen Moya costs today? Twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah, bare minimum. Oh boy, yeah. If he's in, Stephen I'm in Moya, there. He can hit. Yep, he is a bare minimum player. 
He can hit. That's a good pick. I'm giving a thumbs up yeah. there against Giordano yeah. and that Tiger stack. Go nuts. He's yep. going to have guys on base in front of him. So, yep, uh, yep we like that. Um, last one I had is Nomar Mazzara getting Michael Waka. I assume you're okay with that, too. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, we're, we're picking on <laughs> Michael Waka. You can easily run into one, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's try and deal with all these pitchers. There's a lot of options for sure. Um, I'm just Man, gonna... I, I I was able to compress pretty well. How many do you have? I, I just kind of write down everybody that's interesting, um, or at least okay. Because I think it's good to talk about all of them. It's the position I like to talk about most because it can mold your okay. lineup the most. So um, right. Well, and there's there's also today is odd because there are some really weird pricing discrepancies between FanDuel and DraftKings today, which we'll get into as we go. So. Cool. All right, um, I have Aaron Sanchez getting Baltimore. Um, Aaron Sanchez is settled into being a, a good, not great pitcher, but but good, and I think that'd be fine. I, I'm always a little intrigued by any pitcher going to Baltimore because they whiff so much, um, but they also yeah. pound homers, so it's always a boom yeah, bus pick. Um, yeah, he's, yeah he's, he's an interesting guy for GPPs because yeah. he's going to be low-owned, and you know if he strikes out 10, you're not going to be shocked, and you're also going to be one of the only people that has those points. Yeah. So. yeah, he could blow up, but I think, yeah, GPP play totally. That could have a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, I trust Jose Gantan against any ends just fine, don't you? As do I. Yep, yeah, he's on my list as well. But I would also consider the flip side Bauer. Bauer is pretty inconsistent, but the White Sox have been cold. It's not going to shock yep. anybody. I mean... My regular co-host Matt, you know, hardcore White Sox fan, and he has identified uh, the term he's been using is that he's gone full Randy Quaid in Major League Two, where he's like wearing his jacket <laughs> inside out and he's like cheering against his own team, and he just like has the X on his hat, like he's he's all out on the White Sox. Um, but they've been called. I think they'll be okay. I'm a little more optimistic than him. But that said, Trevor Bauer has his good outings and they're cold enough. That yeah. If you want I, to... I would not be against that pick either. Yeah. He could be all right. Um, Matt Harvey has his question marks, but it's the Braves, right? It it's is the Braves. Braves. Go nuts. And also on, okay. So here's, he's the first guy who has weird pricing discrepancies. I'm not touching him on DraftKings. He costs over $10,000 yeah. on DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, he's actually more expensive on DraftKings. Let's see here. He, I mean, he's one of the most expensive pitchers right. of the day on DraftKings. I'm not down with that. I'm not going to spend over $10,000 on Matt Harvey. That kills um, the upside, care. even though we could have a great outing. But like... Right, yeah, yeah. Then, you know, how much value are you really getting from from him when he's that expensive? You, know, you want to know who's the most expensive pitcher on DraftKings today? I'm trying to think if I have a quick guess off the top of my head. It's not some Samarja. Is it Cole Hamels? No, I don't know. Michael Fulmer. That's well. He has that crazy scoreless streak. He does, but you can't go near also, that. You can't do it. He's ten thousand six hundred dollars, which is just hilarious. Uh, so yeah, he, and Matt Harvey is the second most expensive pitcher on DraftKings today. So yeah, if you're on DraftKings, nah. But on FanDuel for eighty seven hundred bucks, Matt Harvey's totally in play. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the Braves. I'm not worried about it. Um, John yep. Gray is going to Miami. We talked about this. Yep. John, John Gray, and Miami is a lineup that can roll over. They're not They're not Atlanta, you know, and they can hit. But I don't know. He, yeah. What a weird pitcher that you want to like. But um, I'm looking uh, away from home. He has a 4-4-0 ERA. So if that's the upside you're looking for, I guess. He's holding opponents to a 599 OPS away from home, though, like. The peripherals say he should be better. I think Coors just messes people up. That said, if you want to go well, cheap option, I don't know. And he's he's one of those guys that, you know, it, once again, if he struck out 10 in this game, would you be surprised at all? No. no, he has total strikeout potential, which, you know, makes his points value, you know, gives gives him a ceiling for sure. 
yeah. Right, and once again, I, I will say I'll add in the FanDuel, uh, the FanDuel DraftKings thing. Play John Gray on FanDuel. He's eighty-two hundred bucks, very affordable. On DraftKings, John Gray is over ten thousand bucks. No, can't do that. Who's who's playing a ten thousand dollar plus John Gray? Yeah, no, can't do That's it. Ridiculous. But on FanDuel, love him, love yeah. him on FanDuel. Yep. Uh, I have uh, Jeff Samarja getting the raise again. He's been shaky. But part of me is like, yeah, sneaky raise deck, and part of me is like, the raise don't hit righties. Uh, so not a not huge confidence there, but I think he should be fine, don't you? Okay, first of all, I'm kind of out on Samarja, just not not completely, but enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know? His last three uh, starts have been bad. He's yes, on a main and streak. my other thing with him is that the price has just not fallen. Uh, so on on FanDuel, he is today's most expensive pitcher. At $9,700 for Jeff Samarja. Nope. Uh, And then on DraftKings, he is an even 10000 bucks. Yeah. I like how that? Yeah. I mean, I I can't, I cannot justify spending that money on him today. How about the flip side? We mentioned him earlier, Chris Archer. Chris Archer has been, has struggled this year, still striking everybody out, but um, his trouble's been with righties and he gets the Giants who are mostly lefty heavy. heavy. You know, Every time this year that I have said to myself, you know what, I feel okay about this guy against the Giants. Yeah. You know what ends up happening to me? I lose money they... every time. I did it. First of all, first of all, they don't strike out. No. They never strike out. You get no strikeout points from these guys. Yeah. Like, are they the new Royals where it's just like a pesky offense? It doesn't seem uh, like it has that many hard hitters, but you're like, I can't stream against you at all. Man, yeah, the 2016 Giants definitely might be the DFS equivalent of the 2015 Royals. Where it's I like, mean, I they're not full. I of just, I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, but they just get on base constantly. They're constantly making contact. They're never, ever, 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 ever striking out. I mean, yeah, yeah they're a tough away. team to pick pitchers against, man. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. Uh, Archer, Archer's good enough that he can spin a gem against yeah. anybody. But I don't know if I'm going there. Yeah. It's yeah, an, it's an option. It's tough. It? Um, I have zero hesitations about Masahiro Tanaka getting the Twins in Minnesota. That's like strangely <laughs> one of the safe ones for me. Like, I'm just not scared of the uh, Twins. Are you? Yeah, no. Who is? Who is? Other than Twins fans, no one's really scared yeah. of the Twins. Uh, Tanaka feels safe to me. Go nuts there. Um, yeah, he does feel very safe. I will say he's not striking anyone out this year. Although that could be very well mitigated by the fact that the twins strike out against everybody. Yeah. So it's it's a matchup for uh, me yeah, where I'm, 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 like, I'm certainly I'm certainly not I'm certainly not shying away from him, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um so Michael Fulmer has this crazy scoreless streak. I've lost count. It's his last four starts and it's you know <laughs> been nuts, dude. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, he's definitely was a, a big prospect for them. And he started the year cold, but he's settled in. He's figured it out. And he, he's not coming out of nowhere. A lot of people maybe didn't know his name. Wasn't like an incredible baseball prospect, but in the Tiger system. He's, he's not a nobody. And he's right. 23. So the talent is, I mean, he's priced himself out of everything. You know, obviously. So. Yeah. I mean, on FanDuel, he's still 8,400. Yeah. Um, let's but see. 
Don't so you think he's going to be like too popular? Yeah, also, like things like Scarlet. Well, Street. yes, yes. First of all, yeah. When he he's the eleventh highest priced pitcher on FanDuel and the number one highest priced pitcher on DraftKings, which is a nice right. way to illustrate how crazy the discrepancies are today. Sure. Um, the thing about Fulmer is that once again, that Kansas City team, like I, every time I try to pick against these guys. They, I, like I said, it's like with it's like with San Francisco. I pick against them and I lose money. It's a consistent fact of life. I'm not like, as scared of them. I believe you. I mean, it's just the, the lineup other, is not the one it was before. Well, that's yes, that's very true. They've got the injuries, you know, to Alex Gordon and to uh, Mastakis, and have really watered down that team. Absolutely, yeah. but um, you know. The wheels have got to come off of Fulmer at some point, don't they? Sure. Like to an extent. Okay. And I feel like I feel like a blazing hot game in Kansas City could be the time for that day. It's gonna be hot today. I'll tell you, it's been real hot down here. So yeah. uh I just also again with uh, something that gets national attention like that, like a scoreless streak, I think a lot yeah. of people are gonna be like, Oh yeah, that guy. Um Yeah, oh I wanna be part of that. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think he could totally have a fine outing for sure, and he can have mm-hmm. the run support against Ventura. Uh, I'm just going to try and be a little bit sneakier. Um, yeah, and especially since uh, like, on DraftKings he's so expensive, and on FanDuel there's other options I really like in that same price range. Yeah, so, so I'm I'm not telling you low. not to do it. I'm just telling you I'm not. Yeah, neither am I. Yeah, I'm not either. Yeah. Okay, Um. how about uh, Cole Hamels getting the Cardinals? You okay with that? <laughs> They're not that great against lefties. Yeah, He's, I'm probably not. I I wouldn't do it, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't like make fun of you for doing it. You know, it's one of those. Like, I mean, as I'm much as we're as much as we're like kind of tired of Cole Hamels and not that into him anymore. He's still three, good. Three one four ERA. Like yeah, he's been, he's, still really he's good. been just fine. So uh, if it's almost like we're bored of him, I feel like we've been like, yeah, Cole Hamels <laughs> yeah, that could be. He's that just been be. awesome forever. And he gets the Cardinals. So I, I think that's totally fine. Again, they're a, a below-average offense against lefties. Um, yeah. I have to apologize once again about the construction workers outside my house that we avoided for most of the show, but they have arrived. My deck's oh, I didn't almost even hear them. Oh, I can hear it. I'm worried it's going to show up as background noise. Um, oh, I can't, I can't hear it at all. So. Okay, well, that's good. That's good. Uh, that's, yeah. they're, my deck is almost finished. They're, they're replacing on the side of the house. Um, but, but we're almost done. A few more pictures. Uh, Matt Shoemaker gets the A's. I, I'm way more excited about him than, uh, than Michael Fulmer. Uh, yes. The, yes. The strikeout yes. to walk thing is nuts. It's absolutely yeah, crazy right. what he's been doing. He, it is. I don't have the specifics, but it was like 40 some strikeouts to one walk over his last bunch of starts. That walk came in the I last it's inning. 40, or so. I think it was 49 strikeouts in a row. Before, like walk. 40, 49, yeah. 49 and the walk, in the walk went to Carlos Santana. Like, all right, yeah. that happens. Who walks constantly, yeah. yeah. So he's <laughs> one of the easiest something. to walk players there is. I don't know what's going on there. I know the A's are broken. Splitter. I'm, he's, yeah. I'm it's all, all about in. that splitter, man. He's completely like, I'm all in on Shoemaker, too. And it's because, like, you know, like we were talking about with Whit Merrifield earlier, there, like, there's mechanical adjustments that are very mm. clear and obvious. Yep. Like, it's a different pitcher. He went, yeah, he's throwing his splitter way more than any other pitcher in baseball. And when your splitter is easily your best pitch, well, that's a pretty good idea, isn't it? Yeah. 
Like, yeah, so. Shoemaker has been awesome, man. It's unbelievable. Isn't it crazy that we're sitting here in the middle of June talking about how awesome Matt Shoemaker has been? And if we were sitting here at the end of April, we would have been like, oh, my goodness, pick on Matt Shoemaker oh, today. We did. It's Matt, it's Matt Shoemaker. We ragged out him a lot. The joke was that oh, yeah. was uh, my co-host Matt declared that we couldn't call him Matt Shoemaker anymore. We're just going to call him Matt Shoe, that he had lost the right to be called Matt Shoemaker. And we had to officially take that back and be like, no, you're you're ridiculous. Uh, it's Friday, June 17th, and three of the best pitchers on the slate are Michael Falmer, Matt Shoemaker, and Zach Davies. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, Uh, it's been a weird year, man. Zach Davies. So here's the thing. I often say that when it comes to hot or cold streaks for me, it takes three starts before I buy. Like one great start, I'm like, that was neat. And two great starts in a row, and I'm like, okay. Once you've done it three. I'm watching, yeah. Yeah, now I'm like, all right. I have to buy it three. It's same with cold streaks. If a guy got shelled three times in a row, I'm like, all right. Um but he now has allowed two earned runs across his past three starts. Um, yeah. It looks like uh, 21 strikeouts to four walks. Like, he's straight yeah. up. It's only three starts, so don't get me wrong. Um, but it looks good, and it's the guy that had talent, and he started poor. But, I mean, it's his, his first year up. No, second year up, pardon me. I don't know. Here's it's- another... This is another one where, like, the pricing differential between the sites is just nuts. Uh, on DraftKings, he's $9,800, which much. is just, it, it's too much. However, on FanDuel, 7 k even, which I, is really cheap. cheap. And the Dodgers are not hitting that well. I, and, like, you I, know, when I, I was going think, through here, yeah. I, I think we only had two Dodgers that we even lightly recommended from the hitting side. I you think know. that's the discussion here. It's not Zach Davies. It's the Dodgers. Um, it's the Dodgers. And have, it's been the a, point. have been a stay away offense in the past for sure. They're a little broken right now. I think they could turn it around. They, yeah. There's enough talent on that in that lineup. They could definitely, you know, uh, figure it out. But right now, it like you said, it's Seager and it's Peterson. And other than that, I'm not worried about it. Uh, yeah. So Zach well, Davies, and- I'm cautiously going ahead with. For sure. Here's the, like, the, okay, so the question I always ask myself when I'm setting GPP lineups is, is there a way that this guy can get me 6x value? Like, mm-hmm. that's the big thing uh, with, you know, spending up at pitcher. Like, for example, uh, just two days ago, uh, you know, we had all those aces were starting. It was like Clayton Kershaw day, you know, mm-hmm. and like Strasburg was on the mound too. Um, and at the end of the day, I looked up the top 10 on FanDuel for like their biggest contest of the day and in the top 10 there was one kershaw owner and one strasburg owner and those were the two highest earning pitchers like those are the two highest point total pitchers for the day but because they were so expensive they cannot pay off their value like it's hard to win with aces clayton kershaw would have to hit like 82 points to get 6x value that's insane he's done that like once and he's awesome but zach davies for seven thousand dollars so you're sitting there thinking, oh, okay, well, can he get me 42? And he's scored at least 42 in his last three starts in a row. Yeah. This guy's banking 6x value and more. Yeah. So, you know, when you look at the price point for Zach Davies on, fan, uh, on FanDuel, that that's where he gets real interesting for me. And especially, yeah. like you said, the Dodgers just aren't – they're not hitting like they should be. You know, you look – it's funny. If you look at their lineup, you look at it and you're like, oh, yeah, that's a bunch of guys who probably hit. They probably hit. 
And then you look at it and you're like, nope, no, they don't. No, no they haven't. Still, I think no, they could. No. I think we could be in August and they could be the hottest offense in baseball. But right now, for sure, like, yeah, they have the talent. Yeah. Yeah. So thumbs up for Zach Davies for us. Um, my last pitching name is Joe Ross against the Padres, and Joe Ross has a significant split, and he has struggles with lefties. But good news, the Padres can't hit righties. They don't have any good left-handed bats. So no, they uh, don't. Joe Ross, green light there. He's gonna be just fine in San Diego. Yeah, and he's he's kind of a nice mid-range price Mm -hmm. option as well. He'll be totally fine there. Again, he he can be weak to lefties, but there's just nobody there I'm worried about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you have any pitchers I did not mention in this rundown? Uh, I, I am hearing some construction noise now. It's, Pardon uh, me. It's very, yeah. it's very pleasant. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, okay, so <laughs> the, here's, okay, the only other guy I had, Julio Arias. Yeah. He is incredibly cheap. Yeah. Incredibly cheap. Like yeah. he's under he's under seven thousand bucks on Fanduel. He's seven. He's sixty eight hundred on Fanduel. Seventy six hundred on on DraftKings. We know the guy has very high strikeout upside. Yes. And oh, yeah. he's facing the Brewers, which is a team that strikes out constantly. Mm-hmm. So if you want to build a stacked, stacked, stacked lineup of hitters, throw Julio Orius in there. Once again, Orius is one of those guys. Like This is what I look for in the up, in upside for my pitchers. Is this a guy who can strike out 10 and not surprise me? Yep. In this in this matchup, Julio Urias could go 6 innings and strike out 10 Brewers and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, well he yeah, that, that was, yeah. you know, that's possible." He, you know. He has a 5.82 ERA so far, which is bad, but he has 21 strikeouts and 7 walks already in 17 innings. Mm-hmm. Like he's already yeah. doing the strikeout thing. Like that's there. Well, that skills been, there. He, He's been considerably better in each yeah. successive start. Like oh, his yeah. last start, his last start was easily his best. He went five and a third, one walk, seven strikeouts against the Giants, the yeah. team that never strikes out. Yeah. So I mean, dude's gonna be fine. For his, I, and I, I'm also not opposed to you know I'm not opposed to picking on him either. If you want to take your Brewers like your VR and your Lucroy, do it. You yeah. know, but if you want a nice low owned. High upside, admittedly very low floor pitcher. Yeah, um, Julio Urias could do some things today, and like I said, that Milwaukee team strikes out so much. Even their yeah. good players strike out a lot. Yep. Well, uh, for the Field of Dreams contest, a lot of these guys came in under fifty percent owned. Uh, Matt took Trevor oh, Bauer sure. against his own White Sox, which I totally get. I'm taking <laughs> Zach Davies uh, hesitantly, but kind of got to go with it. But there's a lot of options there for streaming. Um, yeah, we'll peak it Saturday. Um, Saturday's kind of a tough streaming day. There, there wasn't a whole bunch. Um, I'm taking Chase Anderson getting the Dodgers. He's been better. Again, I'm trying to hope that that they, you know are as cold as, as it seems like they might be. And also... Um, they, plus, you, you're just a Chase Anderson guy, too. I am, but I, I know when to admit <laughs> when he's been bad. It's, just, it's a tough day for streaming. Um, Cody Reed is up. Do you like Cody Reed for the Reds? Does he interest you at all? Or do you know uh, much about him? He gets the Astros who can hit but can also whiff. Uh, yeah, yeah. That I, I mean, I obviously they don't have the prices out yet, but mm-hmm. something tells me he's going to be pretty cheap. Yeah. Cody Reed as a prospect is a fairly interesting guy. I don't know that he's going to immediately make a huge impact, but he's going to be good enough to stick in that rotation, I bet. Well, and I would especially take a look at him on FanDuel because they've just been so weird lately with their pricing of guys making their first start. You know, you remember the mm-hmm. the Mike Clevenger incident? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Well, so on, I think, I believe it was on Monday, uh, Jameson Tyon is making his second major league start, and FanDuel had him priced at 4600 bucks. Way too cheap. Yeah, I mean, he was cheaper than a lot than several hitters, mm-hmm. and he scored fifty-one points. I won more money on that game than I have in any contest all year, and it's yep. because I played him and then the top four Rockies because yep. I had all the money in the world. So yeah, take a look at that because a lot of times FanDuel, especially, will really underprice those guys. Yeah, Matt is taking a uh, Matt Moore getting the Giants, and Matt Moore's been really bad, but uh, the Giants are mostly left-handed, so I could see Matt Moore kind of working things out, especially on there, right. and at least having, again, hopefully he has the stuff to strike out some Giants. We'll see if that's true. Uh, also, <laughs> Tim Lincecum making his 2016 debut for the Angels on Saturday. He gets the he gets yeah. a soft landing spot against the Angels and Zach yeah. Neal, but. I mean, that'll be worth watching. I don't know if it'll be any good, but that'll be worth, uh, at least worth watching. It's another, you know, it's another guy who, if he's cheap enough, I'll, I'll think about it. Oh boy. Um, He'd have to be real cheap. But once again, he's one of those guys who could be like $5,000 or something. They do yeah. these weird pricing things sometimes. So yep. who knows? And then, if he, uh, co- if he costs actual real money, I'm not doing it. No. <laughs> the must watch game might just be Max Scherzer getting the Padres though. Maybe not for DFS and trying to pay for those aces, but just in terms of a name on the schedule. Seeing yeah. Max Scherzer go to Petco is like, all right, that's that's appointment viewing yeah, on that's Saturday. That's gonna be that's gonna be dangerous. Yeah. And then um on Sunday, peeking at that real quick, um, Matt is taking uh Nate Eovaldi getting the twins. Nate Eovaldi has been questionable, but the twins have been more questionable. That's yeah. a fun matchup. I'm going with the most boring streaming option in the world. That's Mike Leake. He gets Texas. Mike Leake. Wow, is yeah, I'm really bored all of a sudden. Yeah, he uh, 48% <laughs> owned. Somehow that ownership has come down, um, but I think he's competent enough. It's on a day without many great options, you know. Uh, I'm going there for Sunday. Right, um, right. And then, yeah, is there anything else on, on Sunday that stuck out to you? Taiwan Walker gets David Price. That's Kind of interesting in Fenway. I like both those guys. Um, yeah. But other than that, it wasn't a great streaming day. Drew Pomeranz gets the Nationals. That'll be cool. And then Sunday Night Baseball, uh, Jameson Tyone, like you mentioned, getting Kyle Hendricks is also kind of interesting, too. So, that is. That is. Yeah. And the Cubs have been a little more a little more beatable lately for pitchers. I've noticed that there have been some pitchers who have had some weird success against them lately. Yeah. Like, uh, a little more mortal. Like? Like Jared Eikhoff just like completely shut them down yeah. like six days ago or something like that. That was one that, that, that jumped out to me. I was like, what? Yeah. The Cubs? Like Jared Eikhoff? Also, also Sunday, next start for James Shields gets the Indians, and we'll all be watching there. I keep trying to talk mm-hmm. Matt down from the ledge when it comes to James Shields. Oh, yeah? Is, yeah. is he on a James Shields ledge? Oh, he's just on a White Sox ledge. Uh, right. So right. it's okay. Yeah. Ready, yeah. ready to proclaim James Shields the worst trade ever, the worst pitcher in the world. I mean, he'll be, he'll be okay. I, I think he's I'm, broken. I think something's wrong. Yeah, man. Uh, I think it's. I think there's been something very wrong with him since basically since he got to San Diego, man. Yeah. I don't know what's up, but um, th- that'll be worth at least if not watching, checking the box score on Sunday. Um. All right, that should about do it for us for Friday and through the weekend. Uh, Scott, you, get, you have an article on Whit Merrifield at uh, Rotographs. Yep. What else you got going on? What are you doing this weekend? Oh, uh, man, this weekend. Um, I'm watching WWE's Money in the Bank pay-per-view on, set on Sunday. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> okay, okay. You're a wrestling I'm guy. Not. I'm, not, I'm not a wrestling guy, but I have friends that are, and I'm always like, 
peripherally interested, at least to hear about it. Someday's gonna be awesome. It's a, yeah. it's a really good card. Yeah. All right. Um, wrestling this this Sunday. If you uh, like wrestling, <laughs> tweet at Scott at Scott Strandberg again. I, I mean, every every time I've been on this show, I've been wearing nothing but wrestling gear. It's like a rule I have for any time I appear on sure. any sort of media. I have to be. I have to be I just, wearing something. I didn't grow up with it, and I think it's a really hard thing to get into as an adult. Mm, I like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like sports, and I like uh, right. I actually I really like comedy and i've heard some really good like interviews and podcasts with wrestlers just just like as performance art it's super interesting and i like hearing yeah. people talk about their craft so like again i'm very peripherally interested in wrestling uh it's it's cool stuff just go to go to a live show sometime i've heard and that see too what you think because like that it, it's i actually kind of i like to liken it to hockey where like you don't really like watching it on tv until you've been live and then yeah. you're like ooh, i like this now yeah, I could see that for sure. I, I could be talked into checking out an event for sure. Um, Anyways, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's what I'm doing this week. I don't really have any other big plans beyond yeah. that. I've got some work to some work to kick around on, but nothing nothing crazy. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, Scott's on Twitter at Scott Strandberg, writing over at Rotographs. Go check out his stuff, especially on Whit Merrifield, who could be mm-hmm. they, they're batting him high in the lineup. He could make himself a DFS player for for sure. Um, I'm on Twitter at Higgins FOS. Uh, yeah, let us know what you thought of the show. Thanks for participating with us. And, uh, yeah, checking out our live show. Uh, if not, thanks for listening later in the day. Good luck with your Friday games. There's a lot to pick from. Hopefully we ran it down for you. And uh, I'll be back on Monday with Matt, as usual, and all next week. So, for Scott, I'm Dylan. Thanks for listening, and have a good weekend. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.